Hello and welcome to the Lost Isle Podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm your host. I'm your host, Rick Gasberry, and I'm here with Pat Patterson Patrick. Oof. Pat Patterson <laughs> Patrick. This oof. So, so, so say so say hey. What? So say hi. Hello. Hi. I am Patrick. Pat Patterson Patrick. Pat Patterson Patrick. That That's is my new name. That is your new name. Well, we went through all of those before we even started this episode. It's like you have so many nicknames because of Patrick and you're like you're I'm just used to all of them, you know? That story that you told me about how you got kicked out of an Irish pub in Japan. Let's not talk about that. I didn't post that on Twitter or anything. It's like you're expecting, like you would expect that they would be like, this guy is like, we need this guy. To yeah, be this here, guy would know? be the poster child of all the shit. No, he wanted to get a water, so we got to kick him and his group out. <laughs> An entire fucking group of like 13 people and they're going to kick him out. But they do what they want to do, you know, it's their bar. Yeah, we could go further into that story if we wanted to, but I think that we'll just we'll just end that one right there and we'll go into it. Maybe we'll come back to it towards the end. I'm <laughs> down knows? with that. <laughs> Who knows? All right. So in this episode, I brought Patrick on. I want to know a little bit about Patrick before we actually go into it. So you can kind of get to know the man before we go into this. What we're going to be doing today is we're going to be um, going over a few moral quandaries so we're going to read off some transcripts of moral quandaries and we're going to come to decisions so i'm going to read it out and i'm going to have patrick come to a conclusion and then explain why he would choose one or the other or any whatever he would do with it and because it kind of a lot of these that'll tell you you can either do this or this. So it's very, you know, like, you know, black and white. But there's never actually two options. There's yes, always there's more than two. And I'm okay with going into multiples, but I want to understand and I need you to be able to tell me why and how, like, given the information that, you're, that you've been given, um, don't go off the rails to where you're putting in new information, as, as, uh, uh, at least to an extent. But as, if it's within reason, then yeah, go ahead. But I want to know, like, your reasoning. And you really try to, put it out there and then if i have something that's like maybe a different opinion or i have or i agree with you then i'll give my two cents and maybe it'll be a little bit extra on compounded on top of that that something that maybe i thought that maybe you've missed or maybe that, that, that something that there was a blind spot Who like knows? i didn't include it or something yeah. yeah but it could be if i'm completely off the you know we're completely separate then we can debate about it and now it'll be like even better right exactly yes yeah. content so, yeah, and it's not politics and stuff, so we can't really get mad. It's a hypothetical situation. So, anyway, um, I want to know a little bit more about you. So, how did you get here, or at least where did you grow up? Just you know, you don't go into the super detail. Just give a little bit about who is Patrick. That's a long list of where I know I it's, grew hard. Up. it's hard. Well, <laughs> I was born in the Netherlands and then I moved to Portugal and then I moved to Florida and then I moved to Illinois and then I moved to Florida again. Then I moved to Okinawa, finished up my high school there. After that, my dad retired, moved back to Florida, and then I enlisted. Was originally going to go to Nellis and now I'm in Masawa again. So or you in Japan were again. A military a military kid, right? Mm-hmm. It was your on your your dad was the my military My dad was member? in the military, yep. And what about your mom? My mom just, uh, she actually became a teacher for a little bit, just going wherever we went and getting teaching licenses in the different states, because every state has a different teaching license for some fucking reason. I was cursing? Okay. No, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> this, is, this is a free form expression. Okay. You do whatever so, you want. <laughs> and now she does real estate. My dad works on Eglin Air Force Base. So, on Eglin? Fun time. Yep. Nice. Nice. 
So you, you've bounced around, you've been to a lot of places, and you've seen a lot of different cultures. Yep. And a majority of those were in Europe, right? Or at least around there? Well, look, I say Portugal, but I actually lived on the Azores, okay. which is a Portuguese island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Kind of kind of tiny. It's like an hour drive up and down the island, and wasn't really much to do, but it's half Portuguese, half American. Mm. So you have... You have a sense of credibility to you to where you've seen a lot of different people and you've had a lot of relationships with. So you didn't grow up in one hometown with one ideology, with one thought process that is like the foundation. So you've seen a lot of different types of people and you can kind of, I guess, through the years, I would assume and I'm not trying to tell you what you're doing, but like I would assume that through meeting a bunch of different people, you end up understanding or at least coming to um that that understanding that everyone has a different way of do, of thinking yeah but there still is a there's a foundation that some may or may not meet yeah. and that it works out so that's why i wanted to actually do the this um moral quandary podcast with you is because i wanted to see where your you know perception comes to play given that you've been to a lot of different you've seen a lot of different cultures you've been to a lot of either small towns like you said you were in islands you know off of portugal and all that i've lived on so mostly tropical places yeah so this snow shit i'm not a fan yeah. <laughs> not a fan at all i like cities so i understand where you're coming from so we're gonna go ahead and just dive right into it so the first one that we're gonna be we're gonna be looking at and and discussing it's going to be some it's going to be titled the tortured child so i'm going to go ahead and read it off and then you can take a little bit of time and then formulate an answer so it's going to start off it starts off like this imagine that a powerful alien were to visit earth with the ability to eradicate war famine and suffering the alien says that he will do this and turn the world into a utopia where humans will be happy and peaceful forevermore but only if a price is paid he demands a small child be given to him so that he can perform hideous scientific experiments on it causing the child unimaginable pain should you hand over the child what if the alien demands you must inflict the torture on the child yourself so me personally the world is always going to have war unless something like this happens. I would need proof beforehand to show that he could actually, he or she, could actually stop war in its tracks because there's so many small conflicts still going on in the world. So if I had some evidence of proof that he would actually do what he says he's going to do, then yeah, one child for not for dads not losing their sons in war, fathers not burying their sons, that whole saying, yeah. I'm completely okay with that. If I had to inflict the torture myself, okay. I'm doing this for the betterment of human society. No poor, no war, famine, or suffering. Like, why not just end it all, you know? Just giving up one life for the cost of many, or for the price of many. Yeah, so the ends justify the means is basically your standpoint on this one. Yep. I, I, can, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly go off the rails because I wouldn't do it, and I'll t- and I'll tell you why I wouldn't do it, right? And you can jump in at any time whenever mm-hmm. I'm giving my thing, um, because I liked that how that you were like, well, I'd have to have proof 
to understand like how is this person going to do it and whenever you said that that actually sparks something to me it's like the only way to do that would to essentially make humanity like automatons make you know? humans not humans that's what i think because we all live in um some free choice we all have our different proclivities our different personalities ideologies that are built through generations upon generations years and years of foundation building and how exactly would you be able to make all of us you know not want to fight against each other because and you got to think of it this way we we have to fight not necessarily with other people but we fight through suffering daily in our own lives especially with mental illnesses and like like depression anxiety yeah adhd gender dysmorphia basically everything involving life there's some sort of struggle which if by suffering this text means oh all that will go away then no i would not do it because that's what makes humans human and that's what's make that's what makes all seven billion something of us unique and even there's signs or this is what people have said is that with how life works there's no point in trying to find aliens because they don't think we're evolved enough we go to wars over the smallest of things trying to get oil or just trying to be more of ourselves when in any case if we all would work together we could accomplish insanely creative things but Getting rid of that suffering, that I cannot agree with. I, I, I think I agree with you, and I think that you're following kind of where my thought process is leading. It's that I would kind of feel like almost to the alien, whatever, whoever this thing is, whatever this thing is, I would, I would look at this like, how dare you? Like, we're in the process of building something here. We still, I mean, yeah, we're not that new compared to if this person has that kind of technology to get here. Then again, it's like, if you would even pose that question, you do not understand our capacity for thinking these things through. And understands, like, yeah, war has sucks. But right now, if this happens right now, we're in a state where there is no war in the West, at least. There are micro like you know battles being like, fought across the world yep. but not in the west we're debating i mean if you watch the news we debate and we hate each other a lot <laughs> you know but we don't hate each other enough to where we're going to just kill each other yeah and you could someone could argue is like well mass shootings but if you look at the statistics mass shootings do not happen at it's not rampant yeah it sucks it's it's horrible it's heinous and that so has horrible. to do with a lot of mental health and a lot of things that People are needing to deal with that we should address, but that's not war. And so when someone comes and drops down and said, I want to take a, a child, and not me personally, I believe that every every human has intrinsic value. And you shouldn't give up a human's life for the potential or maybe someone telling you that I'm gonna make everything great. You gotta understand the implications of that. So you're gonna make it a utopia. How do you plan to do that? Make everybody passive to where we don't really, we don't really, we're just stagnant because humans that feel stagnant aren't happy. Nope. And we have to fight. And sometimes we have to fight against each other to pursue what we deem as meaningful and valuable. And sometimes people will get in the way, right? Oh, with the whole thing with that, I thought of like four things in the middle of that. So one, it's okay to give out the child if he's a ginger. I'm a ginger, so don't take offense. <laughs> because we don't have souls. We don't have anything. We do, but I'm just messing around. 
in that aspect. But that child, if this were to happen, that child would go down in history as the savior of humanity. But what if it's the downfall of humanity? Because it, it depends it is on pacifism that it just put that into where it's like, you know, maybe everybody has this. They all have their personalities and now everybody is just numb. That's why I would need proof. If like, yeah. how let's say he it? goes into yeah. uh, Syria with ISIS, ISIL, whatever they are called now, and they just become all passive. They don't fight for what they believe in. Like, I don't agree in mass brides or all the stuff that they have done, children torture, children soldiers, all that stuff. I don't agree with any of it. But if they don't fight for what they believe in, then what's the point of fighting? I think that it's really difficult to just subjugate people. You have to change them on a personal level. You have to change their ideology on a personal level. And, and without the changing of ideology to be involved in that, I'm not saying that... Well, English. So, with that whole subject of ideology, the Arabs and the Arabic people have all been able to give us so much. When the Europe when when Europe went through its dark ages, they kept detailed logs of everything that we've written down. They gave us arithmetic. I know some people will hate that, but they gave us math. They gave us a common number system that is used worldwide today. That's why they're called Arabic numbers. Mm-hmm. But without that information with them without them being passive and not able to spread their knowledge, then the whole Let's say this happened like a thousand, two thousand years ago, like zero AD ish, where everyone was just made subjugated. Europe was going through its dark ages ish, depending on which side you believe of religion and all that stuff. But Europe was going through its dark ages, being Europe and killing each other for no purpose. And they rejected anything that was not the one true religion. I say that metaphorically. I'm not saying that Christianity is the one true religion. I'm joking. But... (laughs) Then you're trying to make a point. Go ahead. So, with that whole thing, they would take away science, medicine. That's why the plague was caused, because no innovations were being created. Everyone was just fighting for the purpose of fighting because they believed that that instinct was right. And yes, it gave us some of the greatest artwork of all time. Notre Dame, uh, Da Vinci. Well, Da Vinci was older than that, I think. Or he was newer than that after the Dark Ages. Anyway, um, it gave us some of the greatest artwork yeah, and a lot of building styles of all time. You know, so it's like it's kind of weird because it's like something that beautiful came out of something that was so tragic. That's know? what that's what happens to everything. Nine Eleven, the Freedom Tower. Yeah, we'll think like, of it. That's a big fuck you to terrorists, people who think that America will not rebuild. We don't give a fuck what you think. We'll think We're gonna on, rebuild. Even on a personal level, if you're able to work through and really, you know understand the struggles that you've been through in your life like that's a that's like it makes a mark and you make something out of it like you don't grow without having a dragon that you have to slay you know so in in all of our lives we have to go through trials and those some of those trials are really difficult and some people it's just like undo suffering there's no there's no rhyme or reason we're working on trying to fix that you know, at least in the in the West and other places, I'm sure, but like it's a uh, it's it's definitely something that I don't think you should get rid of that struggle. I don't think they should make a utopia, and, and it sounds harsh, and it sounds like oh, so you just want war? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that that 
wars are fought for reasons for, for reasons whether they're justified or not that's that's like subjective in my opinion and it depends on you have to understand it before you can criticize it and you should reserve your judgments before you actually go into it now when it comes to like you know uh the middle east and all of that yeah obviously i don't agree with that it's like you know these people are tribalistic against these other people and you could say the same thing for like africa too like there's a lot of different tribes and and they all warring against each other but essentially they're all the same they're just our ideologies are a little bit different but fundamentally if you looked at it compared to like the west we're completely different you know so of all of them but what is and you gotta also think like which one's made more progress in every aspect africa africa Mm -hmm. so far i think personally that if it were not for african civilization as it is how they've lived their lives the entirety of life being on this earth humans would not be here we wouldn't have math we wouldn't have writing because egyptians invented papyrus i get the slave trade thing was really 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 bad but without it, America would not cease to exist as a country previous to that because white people were fucking idiotic. I'm white, so I can say that. <laughs> self-deprecation against self That's all I do is self-deprecation. <laughs> but the whole thing with it is like, what's the purpose of not having the suffering if nothing great is going to come out of it? The Dark Ages, after the Dark Ages came the Renaissance, after... 9-11 came the Freedom Tower. A big fuck you to everyone that fucking tries to intimidate the United States into not doing what we do best, and that is war. I don't think that's what we do best. I think what we do think best is, is what liberty. We do best. Not, I, I, After really. The thing that got us out of the Great Depression was World War II. I would say economically, yes, but that's only one facet. That is I true. I think that ultimately it would have been gradual of building back up. But we wouldn't have just ceased to exist and failed. I think that it would have been a fluctuation, just like a stock market, that we would have tried. To, we would have implemented some things to try to get back if there wasn't the World War. But the World War was an opportunity. And here's another thing: people that think that America was like imperialistic, we're not, because we didn't even want to go to war. No, we were we in a period to. of isolationism caused by yeah, the we previous presidents. We got hit. And then we're, we're like, like fuck well, you. We're going to hit back. And that means time to start some industries of industrialization, trying to, you know, build war machines and, you know, get that out there and then go out and do something. Now we have something that we can work for and we can group around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I don't think that, I mean, obviously war is a horrible thing to actually subscribe to, but when there's necessity based off of your attack, just like we did whenever it was nine 11, and I don't agree with the like staying out there. I understand the utilities. Like, well, if we just backed out, then that would mean there would be a power vacuum. And there's a lot of factors to factor in. But when it came to World War II, we were purposefully attacked because they didn't want us to join the Allies in fighting, and they wanted to expand it. And I, I think there was a lot of other things too. The funny thing about that is, uh, Germany sent a memo to mexico like hey if america joins the war you want your you want your stuff back we'll give it back to you oh yeah just go attack them it's like we've never fought besides the war of 1812 and our revolutionary war we have not fought a war on our soil since those wars and that's 1812 
roughly 207 years ago. Yeah, not including the Civil War and all that. Well, that, that was us being stupid. <laughs> Slavery yeah. is a stupid aspect. No human is worth less than a human just the color of their skin. Well, it definitely goes against our entire foundation, too. Like, their foundation Free- was ind- individual sovereignty. That's the big thing that, if now, would have been different from the rip. In the original Constitution, it included freedom for all people, not just freedom for white people mm-hmm. or white males, anyway. That's why I hate being a white male. It's not freedom for white males. It's just they wanted freedom for all people. That's what America was supposed to be. And now... But we have we not worked towards that, though. We have. It just takes a With process. the civil rights movements, all the different movements. We've started electing officials that actually make a difference, hopefully, eventually. Right now, it's just, like Trump said, the swamp. It's just a bunch of people that have been there for 67... No, not 67, but like 30, 40 years implementing the same stuff that's why us as millennials i'm not a millennial i'm gen z because i'm young as fuck but um that's why we that's why we came up with okay boomer because they they ruined a lot of things for us the housing market pretty much just life and we have the climate the climate's a big thing that they ruined and i get it's not their entirely fault that the climate was ruined they didn't have the necessary items to be able to test and that the water's getting warmer but i just thought of the shrek song i'll start you know water's <laughs> getting warmer so we might as well swim my world's on fire but how about yours i don't i mean i we could go into we can go into a, a big debate about the whole climate crisis thing that whole idea to me is just alarmism but and there's i mean there's there are studies that are out there from people that aren't because of the 97% of like doc of like scientists, right? They say that, yeah, the earth is warming like, you know, 1% out of, you know, the, you know, the past hundred years it's, it's warmed up one, 1%. Mm-hmm. And yes, humanity may have a factor in that, but it's the whole 12 years we're going to, or 10 years we're going to, it's just going to, I don't think so. I think that you're discrediting humanity and their ingenuity and technological ability. And yeah, people may have to move, but I don't think the whole world is going to collapse. No, it'll just be and like the United Kingdom would become significantly smaller. Florida, yeah, and then move up, California, and then, all the other states. But I think that if, on the coast, it's really be- it's an axis thing too. If you look at it from from orbit. You could say, well, yeah, it's warming because we've gotten a little bit closer, or the sun has gotten a little bit hotter, or whatever. That's nothing that humans can deal with. The, that's not. That's not all us. There's the world a fact, has been getting a, warmer since the world came out. Exactly. If so it wasn't for Genghis Khan. Blame change, it all on it. A carbon emissions. Get over yourself, man. I don't agree with that. I don't think that humans have that kind of power to be able to change everything. If it wasn't like, for Genghis Khan, actually, there was a human that did change everything, and that's the reason why we're having this climate crisis now instead of like 20 years ago 30 40 years ago because Genghis Khan killed a bunch of people that made those people not live that's what killing does but the whole thing with that is it lets the land replenish he also had a lot of sex with a lot of people like mad so he, he did his he due diligence to try to repopulate he did he killed as many people as he probably as he probably produced <laughs> Maybe, maybe. But I think that uh, as far as, you know, population and, like, world population, as far as humans go, I, p- 
people back when things were worse. And it's kind of strange to think about because when when everything was so dire, people were having more kids. And I think that was more of an instinctual, you know, uh, um, proclivity towards trying to because it was like three out of five children that were born died. And so now look at it now. Japan itself has a like they are like please we will pay you to have kids like they're actually giving people money to have kids whether they're in married or not because their population is starting to, to dwindle you know if you ever seen like construction workers out here they're all they're old. old dude there's no young guys they're doing that meanwhile in America it's like 19 20 21 year olds who yeah. are actually doing the back baking labor exactly but then you th- if, even in America People are either getting getting abortions or they're having one to two max children. I have three brothers and a sister. I know. I come from a family like <laughs> that too. I'm, a but big I'm talking family. about within our generation, things are things are shifting, and people. Are, I think that we're, we'll probably top out at like nine million, nine billion, but we won't go past that, that because when things get better, people have less kids. When Ooh, things are better, which, which you cool. would think it would be the opposite. It's just be like, yo, let's just make as let's have as many kids as we can because things are so prosperous right now. But it's really not the it's not the case. But anyway, I wanted to get so as far as the tortured child, would you sacrifice a child? Yeah, you would do it. I still would. I I wouldn't do it. I would like I no. said, it depends on the proof. It depends on how this magical alien creates no war, no famine, no suffering. It depends on that, but if it's a way that lets humanity stay as humans without the war and the famine, actually, no, I would keep famine as well. I would just not do war. I know that sounds fucked up to say, but famine is a population control mechanism, and we need to control our population. We have a lot of people on this earth, and we're probably all going to die eventually. So you're saying, like, within the bounds of eliminating undue suffering in general— you would do it. You yep. would sacrifice it. And even if you had to torture your child. To if it was it. my own child, I would do it. So it better it be your own child than sacrifice your own child than somebody else's. It's like in the Bible. Yeah. I, I, I can see you, Abraham, Isaac, and all that. Exactly. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to have another I forgot podcast. the actual name, I so I was like, I'm glad you brought him up. He's like, I kind of forgot the name. It's all right. I haven't I read study. the Bible in a hot minute. <laughs> I study my Bibles. So we'll have a conversation about that and the, and the, and, and all of those different facets that are uh, applied to that, but not on this episode. So we got that one. The next one that I wanted to go through. So we're actually differing on that. I like the, I like how this is going already. Yeah, it's like we actually differ. But uh, this one's going to be called the Robin Hood robber, and I gotta find that one. Okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and read it off and start thinking about it. So, you witness a man rob a bank, but instead of keeping the money for himself, he donates it to a local orphanage. You know this orphanage has been struggling for funding, and this money will allow the children to receive proper food, clothing, and Medicare. If you report the crime, the money will be taken away from the orphanage and given back to the bank. What should you do? I don't give a fuck. (laughs) <laughs> it's an orphanage. Let the orphanage keep the money. I mean, the guy did a fucked up thing, but he'll get caught eventually. He did the right thing. He gave. He didn't rob the bank for selfish reasons. And when humans act in selfish reasons, that's the reason I don't fuck with humanity. When humans act in selfless reasons, that's okay to me. No matter what you're doing, 
I mean, I'm not saying that like Hitler was right because he thought, oh, I'm helping humanity by killing Jews. No, that's fucked up. I'm talking more, if you're not killing people, that bank's money is insured. They'll get it all back from the federal government. There are no issues with that to me. Hmm. I don't, because I'm trying to think a little bit broader on this, or I guess like take a real big step back on this, right? So my, my idea is like, I agree with you and I understand where you're coming from. It's like, yes, it's like something that's insured, but it's like, where is that money going to come from? It's going to come from everybody else, right? Because, I mean, that's where the federal government gets their money. They get their money from taxes, right? So that's true. what happens next, next fiscal year, whatever, they raise taxes on everybody else to, to do that. Well, so what's the point of having charities if charities aren't doing their job? So if someone has to rob a bank, then, you know, that's because something inside of the system is broken and they should they should be working on that. So maybe yes, maybe yes. Let him do whatever he wants. But I think that they sh they shouldn't take the money back. This would be this would go up to like the Supreme Court, I would say. I think that it should go to the Supreme Court because it's a moral quandary, right? Shouldn't just put the guy in jail and then take all the money back. But I think that fundamentally, if I was given the choice to turn the person in, I probably still would do it because, and here's my reasoning. I would do it because that would spark other people to continue that. And then if you keep doing that, then taxes rise and then everybody starts hurting, right? So everybody's on the same level and that's more of like a socialized communist society to where everybody is equal and even, which sounds great, but I'm not talking about economically, there's Social no incentive sucks. to even try because they'll, they'll keep doing that. They'll keep being vigilantes that are, you know, robbing banks and then everything is chaos. And more often than not, someone is going to get killed in that. And then people are going to like, you know, justice for juicy or whatever, you know, like, and it's just going to be chaos. The reason why those laws are set is that stealing is wrong, right? Fundamentally, it's wrong. But you justify it because you're giving it to somebody else. So the Robin Hood theory, right? The Robin Hood idea. I don't think that that is, that is something that only happens when you don't have people like churches, which churches, specifically Christianity, well, any, any Christian church, gives more than any other church in the world. They are more charitable than any other place. They are more into giving that. That's what community was for. The state was not supposed to be a part of that. The government was not supposed to be a part of that. That's their job. So if they're failing to where someone else has to rob a bank, then they start looking at the communities. Why is your community failing you? So the big thing that I have an issue with, with what you just said, there is a problem in the current system of how everything works. Oh, yeah. Chari there's, there's tons of problems. You, you were saying earlier never that if it's system. charities... They're supposed to donate a lot of money to these orphanages, make sure they have enough money to be able to keep doing the job they need to do. Mm -hmm. But the issue with that is charities by law are only required to give 5% of all charitable donations earned that year. Yeah, they're required, but that doesn't mean that there's a cap on how much they give. So there's that is definitely true. a problem there. But they still, And the issue with that is with how selfish the people up top are of Absolutely. those charities. Yeah. They would say, oh, I only have to donate 5% and I get money back. They give tax rebates from being charitable. Mm -hmm. That's why the charity system is absolutely fucked. 
watch Adam Conover, Adam Marines, everything, you know, because that's how I learned most of my information on where's fucked in society. That's fucked because you think you're doing a good thing by donating to this charity or that charity, but almost, I want to say like 50% of the charities won't donate your money to the cause that you want it to go to. If it was up to you in a small town, big town, city, whatever, take your money to them. Don't go through a third party who's there's nonprofit charities, but like I said, they still do not have to donate all that money and they will still make a profit off of you when you're thinking you're doing the right thing. That's the whole thing. Maybe a maybe this person that robbed the bank is a pissed off insur not insurance worker, charity worker who just figured out that hey, my boss is fucking keeping ninety five percent of the profits. Five percent is going to paying the charity. Paying the workers at the charity. Yes. 95% of that goes sh straight to the boss's pocket. Yeah, that's really fucked up. That's why they would do such a thing. thing. Here's another thing. I, I'm, I'm not trying to cut you off. Well, actually, I just did, but I'm, I'm really good. sorry. <laughs> it's like, I just thought about this. What if the government says, like, no, this, this bank was already, like, failing, so we're not going to insure them. We're not going to bail them out. We're just going to let them fail. So all, everyone else that was invested in the bank loses everything. And that's, that's another factor that you may want to you know, factor in. Because if everyone starts robbing banks because they know they're insured, that money is not like it doesn't grow on trees. And it hurts everybody else. And it hurts other people that actually are insured through the bank within the charities that they're doing. Yes, I agree that the systems aren't perfect. But... You should not glorify or even say this person was right by robbing the bank and he deserves to go free because he was doing something that was morally justifiable. Right? Let, let's say that there's a 5%. I'll make it bigger than that. Uh, 30% increase in bank robberies per year after this incident occurs. Per month, anyway. Let's do month because a month-by-month -month basis is easier to think about. Let's say in January, this guy robs the bank. Donates to an orphanage, gets caught, goes to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court rules it justified. He doesn't get any prison time. Or he does get prison time for what he did, but the money stays in the orphanage. People with a righteous mindset will think, okay, let me go help out my local struggling area, whether it's a community center or a school. Because a lot of schools are underfunded. Let's say that happens. Well, banks are going to start beefing up security. Banks are going to start being very careful about shady figures in banks. And by doing all this, they get robbed less. So while the attempts may go up, and as the attempts start to go up, let's say 50, no, it would probably be more closer to 70% of the bank robberies committed after that fact fail. Because people just, a lot of people thought, oh, I can get away with it because I'm donating it to charity. Let's say 70% of it fails. They go to jail. People will notice. People will be like, okay, people are actually going to jail for this. That one person also went to jail for it, but the money stayed with the orphanage. These people didn't even get make it through the bank robbery, and they're going to jail for it. Why would I want to go rob a bank? Yeah. I think it's a very, it's a very smart way of really, you know, looking at it at its at its fundamental, well, not fundamental level, but you're really like going through every aspect of that. So, to you, does that person, should you turn them in? 
given everything that you said, given everything that I brought, would you still say this person if needs this to be is let free? Previous to the whole Supreme Court case, then yes, I actually I think both answers would be yes, because the top answer, robbing banks is wrong. Yeah, stealing is wrong. The banks have to make money somehow too. That's fair. Banks sometimes are really shady. Okay, yeah, that's true. But with the whole thing, he did a wrong thing. He has to be turned in. But if it's if it that would be the case that starts the whole Supreme Court case of whether the orphanage should keep the money because they didn't know it was stolen. Yeah, I think that's that's basically where we're both like on the same page. It's like you make sure, but here, but that was the whole point of the thing is like the money will be taken back if the money's taken back then no no fuck that fair enough that if person it doesn't make it up thing. to the, a case i think i follow you it's all right so this happened now we should bring this case up this person is unidentifiable we have no idea who he is we need to talk about why this person robbed the bank and let's say figure the... out that to where we can't we won't let that happen again not through stringent security measures but also it's like what's wrong with this community where this happened and let's try to fix that right let's say that oh i lost my thing let's say that how it works person someone just brings up as a supreme court case supreme court goes at it like hey they did a wrong thing the orphanage has marked bills that came from the bank okay they still made a contribution to the bank or to an orphanage. They don't know who made the donation. You can do donations anonymously. There's all that jazz. But another thing with that is that if someone were to donate all that money to an orphanage, orphanage finds out about it, and then the government finds out about it, as in like the FBI, stuff like that, FBI would probably take that money back. Money gets taken back, but it's going to make national news. And people are going to start talking about it. Talking about it. And mm-hmm. most likely for that particular orphanage that is involved in this scenario, they, they would get start coverage. getting more and more donations. Yeah. And more and more orphanages would probably start getting more and more donations. And people would start realizing we're not donating enough to the places that need the money. Orphanages, people that have kids that have are parents that have died in tragic ways, car accidents, cancer, such and such, and they have to go into foster homes, and the foster homes are not able, not foster homes, but orphanages, they're not able to provide a way of life that is accustomed to human society, especially nowadays. If this happened in America, there would be a lot of issues with it. If this happened in Africa, there would be a lot of issues with it. If this happened in Europe, a lot of issues. Asia, I don't even think there's an orphanage on Antarctica. South America, I forgot that continent. My bad. I love you, South America. <laughs> but I think that personally, with how it works, is that orphanage would still do well, whether yeah. you turn them in or not. Regardless, just, just through the act. And honestly, I would turn the guy in because I, I, care, about, I care about law, because it, it's there for a reason. And if anything else, moralistically, you're making that person out to be a martyr. Versus him going free with no consequence of, you know, breaking it. But he also brought to light. Well, he'll br- he'll bring it to light regardless. But now there's a face to the name. 
Let's say yeah. the let's say the local police catch the guy after yeah. you turn him in. Mm-hmm. It's only a it's a local court case, nothing big. Won't won't go on the news. It's just a bank robbery, not not the biggest thing in the world. Won't go on national news, nothing like that. Let's say that happens. That town will start donating more to that orphanage. Yes, regardless. But no matter I if think that it's better there's to worldwide have a face coverage, than probably not. Yeah, it's better. It's the same. You still thing. can't do bad things. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't break the law. I mean, know? I just said I would sacrifice a child for peace and. Well, I had the same idea whenever I watched. Um, I watched uh, the Punisher. No, it was Daredevil season two, and I think I've referenced this on the on uh, an episode previously. They had this huge, you know, debate because like Punisher just kills everybody, but the Daredevil doesn't. He's like, you still have to understand the capacity for people's redemption, and well, yeah, I'll beat the crap out of them and I'll hold them accountable, but I won't in their life because then they have no opportunity to, to turn things around. I'm going to go and, use the restroom. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so that was, that was my, that was my, uh, and it's obviously a philosophical thing that when you think about it is that there's, there's, you can justify just about anything. You can justify anything in your life, but does it make it right? But, the idea of what is right and wrong, like the, the, the whole point of right and wrong means there's a fundamental standard throughout humanity, regardless of your ideology, where you, where you live, in any part of the world, there is some moral law that's na- that nature or God has dictated to be the truth. And that is that is truth. It's, it's seeking after truth and understanding where it comes from, and and where it stems from. It's like if you have, like there are things that you could be like, well, this is right, this is wrong, in these moral quandaries, and that's that's the whole reason why I want to have this. That's why I'm, I'm having this this talk, this discussion, is to be able to understand where does this stuff stem from. Uh, eventually, I want to get to that. But there is a fundamental law. And with talking with Patrick, we're able to actually differentiate where that comes from and how it makes sense that everybody could adhere to. One thing I thought about while I was in the bathroom was the whole thing with the Punisher. Uh, The Punisher punishes bad people. Second season of the Punisher, he was killing... Bad people that were going after this girl for pictures. I'm not gonna. I remember that. Yep. I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody that watches your or listens to your podcast and hasn't seen it. No, they should but see it. That's pun- on them. <laughs> it's been out for a long. It long has enough. been out for a little bit. <laughs> but the Punisher punishes those people. Gets arrested by the police. Doesn't fire a single shot. Has multiple rounds of ammunition. Multiple magazines. Whatever you want to say. He has ways to kill them. He could kill them. He He'd doesn't probably get though. out scot free too. He would get out scot free. He would be able to just move to a different place and change his name, and he's good. But he doesn't. He doesn't kill the policemen because they're just doing their job. The policemen don't give them up because they're they're prisoners. And then the police are getting fired upon by an entire army of people. And instead of giving up the Punisher and the chick, they vote to instead defend the place with. Barely feasible ballistic armor and maybe two ARs and a shotgun and a bunch of service pistols because it's a small town. 
police precinct. Oh, this is this is Punisher season three. No, it is season two. You're yeah, right. have a because he was introduced. Sure. Yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. And then the whole thing that happens with that is they end up letting the Punisher go and kill all the bad people because that's what he does. He punishes bad people. Where he finds the flaws in the system, which I think that's you really care about that. It's like there's a lot of there's there's not a lot of you know oversight on those systems, and that's where he sees like he really was able to see there is severe injustice and actually hypocrisy within the system. The system itself isn't wrong. It's people that are taking advantage of the system that's already been built. And that are getting away with it. That's what he hates. He hates like government is like you know because he was a soldier, right? So he's like, this is the, this is what we stand for. We stand for liberty for all. We stand for getting people out of subjugation. We when that's why we're here. But then he gets thrown into this is an assassination mission that has nothing to do with those values. And, and now on, yeah, go ahead. And on top of that, with how season one ended, the guy that caused him to realize that there's all this fucked up shit was because they were hiding heroin from the Middle East in the caskets of dead service members. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fucked up. Which completely goes against their entire reason for being there. You see and- friends, teammates, brothers die in action and you're just going to what's the word? Desecrate their bodies yeah, by using dishonorable. them. Yeah. <laughs> And once and you know about it, then you have to either do something about it or just let it slide. And he would not let it slide. So I agree with him on that aspect. And I think that, like you said before, with the robber, he brought to light this is an issue that needs to be talked about. And I had to do something that is extreme, like robbing a bank, up. to be able to bring it to light. And now people are going to be paying attention. Let's say this guy's not an orphanage worker, but let's say he's a former orphan. Mm-hmm. He realized he was treated poorly. It's like how... In Batman, I think the Dark Knight or the Dark Knight Rises, the last Batman movie, yeah, the trilogy, and you know the Christopher Nolan one, the best one. The whole thing with Bruce Wayne noticed that Dick Grayson or whoever he was talking to, Tim Drake maybe, I don't know, but he noticed that that orphanage was not well funded, so it became his orphanage. He bought the orphanage, started donating mad amounts of money to it, that way it could thrive and give these people a chance. Yeah. They would go out into society and be better off than, well, at least where they were. Where they were. It's like something I read. You were not born into poverty. No. Or you? No. That's, well, I fucked up that. Go ahead. But go ahead. You yeah. were born into poverty. Yes. But does that does not mean you are poverty? Yeah, that's not indicative to where that's that's not where you have to be for the rest of your life. You and know? by someone doing a kind gesture, such as a multimillionaire donating a bunch of money because he's Batman, to this company, by doing that, he gives these people a chance. We should be giving more people chances to – because you don't know. Maybe that person has an idea on how to solve the energy crisis of when we're eventually going to run out of oil and gasoline. Yeah, you have no idea the the potential of every human being is. And a lot of people that come through the hardest upbringings become the most influential people and that's what's spoken about in the Bible all the time. Like God never like went after the he never like the, the majority of the stories that that are in the Bible. He always favored the underdogs, always favored the people that were downtrodden because they knew how hard life could be, and they went forward forthrightly and 
actually did something with it. Theodore Roosevelt, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. You know what they did? Franklin Delano Roosevelt had to overcome polio, became president of the United States, uh, brought the United States out of Great Depression, which that kind of started with Hoover, but not really. It didn't go the best with him. He created a dam, I guess. <laughs> but he brought us out of the Great Depression, still with the process of isolationism, with all that stuff. And then Teddy Roosevelt overcame asthma. He was supposed to die at like 12, I think. He was not. He was a sickly kid, and then became an outdoorsman. Went down to Cuba, Panama, all those countries in our jurisdiction. Speak softly, walk with a big stick, stuff like that. Yeah. And he was able to do that with all of his ailments because that's not what defines him. What defines him is his actions. Absolutely. Could I have another alcoholic beverage? Yes, you can. No, I I completely agree with you. I think it's because people that. There was a there's another movie and I love talking about movies because I think that they're very archetypal stories but they they mean something if you're actually looking into them. It was a uh, what was that one movie the M Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan whatever his last name is I never know how to pronounce his last name. <laughs> it's uh it was it was uh, called Split yeah Split and With the multiple uh, personality disorder yeah, based the, on a real person. So the Beast decided not to go after that girl at the very end. Because she had been through suffering, like undue suffering. And he was like, you're the kind of person who deserves to live. The people that are so catered to and that don't understand it, that are just living in innocence and ignorant and ignorant bliss. They don't understand what it means to suffer and live in a life. And so I don't agree with the extremity of it. Obviously, I don't want any of them. I, would, I didn't want any of them to die because <coughs> it was horrible. But. Like, I understand where that ideology came from, was that what the beast was trying to say was that you have, you are the meek. And this is a big, this is a big biblical thing, actually. A lot of people, they, they attribute meekness to weakness because it sounds similar, right? But there's a reason why there's two different terms. Weakness is that you meet suffering you meet challenges and then you falter within that but meekness is that you have a sword you know how to use it but you choose not to use it when it is to harm other people or you know it's 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 for selfish reasons but you tread softly but you carry a big stick that's the thing is like having a sword knowing how to use it but choosing not to right that that is what the definition of meekness is and that's what i think that that the beast was was articulating was trying I, to say i love that you brought up split because i've read a lot about the person it's based off of because how split or who split is based off of the guy sexually assaulted multiple females but had no recollection of it it was two of his worst personalities he was confined to a mental hospital for 10 years roughly i think maybe the rest of his life i don't remember but that proves that People have things going on in their head that you don't know about. Yeah. I hate this fact because I like to read people's minds, and I ha have a tendency to do such a thing because I'm awesome. <laughs> like Endex, I called it. I called Endex five minutes before it happened. I'm great at this. Yeah. Mhm. Mm Basically, I was talking to my DO and a couple people in my shop, and I was like, "I bet they're gonna call it Endex in like the next five minutes." Three minutes later. Index, I'm like, ah, 
I'm too good at this. Got it. <laughs> but ba- the whole thing with it is people are people. Everyone has been through different things. Everyone is a different person. No matter what you believe in, whether it's this robber did something right, this robber did something wrong, most people can agree that orphanages need money. People that are downtrodden, people without parents, deserve a chance as good as anyone, as good as I have, because I've lived everywhere, I've experienced everything, as good as the people who have lived in the same hometown their entire life. They, everyone deserves a chance. That's the issue, is when it comes down to it, no matter if this robber did something right or wrong, in your own personal mindset, in the grand scheme of things, he did something right by proving that there is a flaw in the system where people are not giving the getting the chance that they properly deserve. Yes, and given the whole the Punisher thing that we were talking about, is that there are blind spots within the law that need to be addressed. Addressed. Yes, there need to be supplements that are brought out. And we know this and being in the military, you have TO supplements. Uh, technical orders is what they call them. Mm-hmm. That's the definition of what you know that acronym starts of. TO, technical orders, those things get supplemented all the time. We have to keep evolving through that because there are blind spots that happen that you could say it was like, well, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do this 100% the way that I, I can, you know, because it's all, it's all subjective. Everything is subjective. No, they come up with a new supplement that says, hey, this is the way it's supposed to be, and here's more defining reasons as to why, or we're gonna change this because of the new technology that's coming out, and there are constant evolutions within that, and so I don't think that I think that maybe the robber. In this scenario, in this in this this thing, wasn't he was wrong fundamentally, but superficially, he was right. I'm like, saying we have in our shop. He was bringing. You got to break something, something to fix something. Yeah, you have to you break have something to... to fix something. Yeah. If it's already broken, break it more, and then people will start to notice. If it's not broken enough, break it more, and people will start to notice. Like, let's say there's a switch down in a building. And that's caused to an actual error in the switch's mechanics. If no one notices it and we just keep fixing the same issue over and over and over. And switches are what gives you internet in different buildings. They're routed from Cornos and a whole bunch of math or cyber stuff. But if people just keep fixing it over and over. New ticket comes in. I work on it. New ticket comes in. My friend works on it. New ticket comes in. My other coworker works on it. If that just keeps happening over and over, nobody fixes the big issue, which is, let's say it's a 2875, a Cisco 2875 has a power issue that requires it not to be run 24-7, so it can't be used in buildings with 24-7 ops, but it's being used in command posts, and we're not able to do anything about that. We need to break it enough to realize, hey, this is an issue that we need to fix. Absolutely. I think that's the best place to end it right there because I, I, I'd love to go into more of it. But I think that the next one that we're going to be talking about is about theology. Theology. Talk, yeah. <laughs> Why we believe what we believe in the idea of God and all of that, right? Yeah. So, anyway, we're going to end this one right there. 
because I think that that was the best. I think we, that that was a great that was a great uh, moral quandary. I think that we we really broke it down to its fundamental levels. But um, all of these were awesome. But I really appreciate you coming out here, Patrick. For sure. Do you have like an Instagram or anything that you want anybody else to, out there in the world? At the lucky lucky Patty trick. I know it's retarded. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> if that word offends you. My bad. No. But it's I, at the lucky like lucky charms Patty like P A T T Y trick. At the Lucky Patty Trick mm-hmm. is like your Instagram and everything. That's that's what you. That's what you're known for. That's my. I'm not known for anything. I'm known for being a hood rat. <laughs> Fair enough. So if you wanna, um, if you wanna add me on social media, you can look me up Trent Colton Castleberry on uh, Facebook. That's where I usually frequent as far as uh, all of those. And then you can listen to this episode on. Um, Spotify under Lost Owl Podcast and then Apple Podcast as well. And you can listen to this um, through the website, lostoutpodcast.com. And if you want to either send a reply or anything that you like want to add to it or, or a discussion topic, or if discussion you want to put that yeah. in as well. Yeah, absolutely. You can either um, email the podcast at lostoutpodcast.yahoo.com or you can send me a direct message through my Facebook which I already threw out there. But outside of that, Facebook go ahead and send us old. off. Say goodbye. Say thank you to all the listeners, Patrick. Go ahead and do that for me. Thank you all the people that tuned in. Sorry if I use words that offend you. I kind of think faster than I can talk. Wait, I know it's the other way. I speak faster than I can think. I think we were rather tame, Pat. <laughs> Just making sure. I, I don't want to offend anybody because that's my personality. Everyone's but so sensitive now. Have a good night, day afternoon whatever time period it is for you yeah and enjoy the outro music all right we're gonna send it out there now bye-bye bye-bye